1: body of water that's Rutland water which is the largest reservoir in the UK by volume not by depth Ah. um so we're sort of like maybe 40 minutes from Leicester um kind of two hours north of London like straight up so yeah call
3: that the Midlands
1: yeah east Midlands yeah so Birmingham's a bit further over that way um uh... further to the west
2: I have a Rutland Water story. We're now recording, by the way, but we'll oh, take, mm-hmm. the, take this bit out. <laughs> I have a Rutland Water story. It's okay if you leave this in. It doesn't bother me. Oh, no, um, it's fine. Yeah, leave it that, <laughs> um, My wife and I were visiting her auntie in a place called St Ives, just outside yeah. Cambridge. Outside yeah, Cambridge. we
1: ran to the other day yeah. on the Herald Relay.
2: Right, and So we went to Rutland Water for a visit. Now, this is when I didn't run. I did walk, but didn't do much more than that. Um and we decided to hire bikes and cycle around Rutland Water. And I don't know if you're old enough to remember the the film star John Wayne. I was walking like John Wayne for about oh, a yeah. few days afterwards. Unbelievable. Because yeah. there was no, there was no like, the mountain bikes never had, well, the bikes never had suspension like they've got nowadays. It was just a bike.
1: Yeah. With a Unbelievable. On
2: the front. <laughs> With a basket on the front, we wearing jeans and a fleece.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable.
2: Anyway, that's my just come flooding back. Yeah,
1: so. good old days, hey. Yeah, I spent many a happy day cycling around Rutland Water as a kid because I'm from Coventry. I'm not actually from Stamford. I'm from Coventry originally, which is just south of Birmingham.
2: You know, i have got the specials and Terry Hall in my head, now you're speaking about Coventry. So anyway, oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> <rest>.
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> right. Let's
3: let's rock and roll with it Thanks yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah. thanks for that. Okay, that's all you one. John takes over. <laughs>
2: yeah, you better get used to that.
3: <laughs> but he has
1: got a lovely voice.
2: <laughs> right, okay. So, recording, um, season seven. Claire,
3: am I doing, I'm, I'm welcoming Claire, am I not? Yes. Claire, yes. how do you say your surname?
1: Maxted.
3: Maxted. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure. Okay. We're like that.
2: A like trooper. to get things right, yeah. <laughs> so, recording season seven, episode seven with Claire Maxted. In three, two,
3: one. A big welcome to the Young Hearts Run Free podcast. Claire Maxted, how are we doing today?
1: Yeah, great. Thanks, Steve. It's great to be on with you guys. I love the Young Hearts Run Free podcast, and you've accompanied me on many a long run. So, thanks for that. Um, it's nice to be sitting opposite the dulcet tones of, of two guys who can chat entertainingly for a long oh, time, thank you. fantastic
3: <laughs> thank you, well at least one guy who can chat entertainingly, I'm not sure about the other, <laughs> um, but no thank you very much for um, agreeing to come on the podcast we've been really looking forward to catching up with you hearing all about all the exciting stuff that you get up to all that will transpire over the course of the next hour or so he says or so because he he knows from experience well just how good talkers we are shall we say (laughs) yeah but we like to just get to know our guests a wee bit eh? to start off with so we always start off with hearing a wee bit about your running story how did you get to where you are well
1: it is a bit of a weird story because I used to actually hate running um I was phobic of running (laughs) at school they you know um at school they used to just like make you run um house cross country in the freezing cold and then the sports day would always be on like the most hot Boiling hot there, the year on a track with no shade, and then every every week I'd live in fear and total dread of this thing called the bleep test, where there was bleeps on this tape. It was tapes back in those those days, and you used to have to run from one side of the hall to the other before the bleep sound, and then you'd get a score out of I don't know, like some people used to be able to run up to like 14 number 14 or whatever that was and it was just horrendous and um being a ginger person I used to go bright red immediately and all the boys would point and laugh at me and go oh climax has come red already and age 13 to 15 that's not what you want here is it you want to be like felt and gorgeous don't you well I was none of those things so I hated running I tried to do it as little as possible and then at university I started to to uh, enjoy the beer let's say so I sort of put on a little bit of weight and I thought oh running's easy it's like the easiest freest thing you can do don't have to be in a gym or anything so I decided I would go for a run and I was stressing out I was like phobic I was like fear like heart was beating fast I was getting sweaty palms just thinking of going for this run so I thought I would address my running phobia in the same way that people might address a fear of spiders or something like that so I just thought well they gradually expose themselves to like bigger and bigger spiders don't they so I'll gradually expose myself to like longer and longer runs and I'll just go really slowly and I remember running for 20 minutes once and being really happy with myself that I've managed to run for 20 minutes like I wasn't like really like really overweight or really on fit or anything like that I did biking hiking um, rock climbing stuff like that I was active and I was swimming as well but I really hated running so it's just really ironic that I've gone from hating running to editing a magazine about running and then writing a book about running it's it's ridiculous but I just wish that I wish that other people had not had that introduction to running that I had at school because running was really it was always a competition it was always hard work it was always a time of year when it was really horrible to run like mid-summer or midwinter, and it just wasn't a fun thing to do it was like you dreaded it it was torture and I just wish that there had been trail running as I know it now when I was at school because I think I would have really enjoyed that I joined the hiking society when I was at school we used to do these really long hikes I hiked 50 miles when I was 17 once um on the Tour de Triggs and we actually won the um under 18s category for it because we did it in a certain amount of hours um and I I really enjoyed doing stuff like that and trail running is just like that but sped up isn't it it's just hiking in the mountains but sped up so I just yeah maybe I should go and do talks in schools or something because Mm. I really feel like 15 year olds, 15 year old girls especially, they just drop out of sport, don't they? And that's exactly what I did. Um, mm. yeah, mainly for vanity, <laughs> reasons of vanity. <laughs> I
2: have, Stephen and I have never discussed this. Stephen, school days, because Stephen, I'm 57, you probably divulge your age, Stephen?
3: Me, I'm, I'm 10 years your junior, John.
2: Right, so 10 years, quite a bit of difference. We also went in different schools, but how... Yeah,
3: different, but close
2: different bit close, just across the road, but how was school for you with that? Because I remember cross, what you, when you were speaking there, Claire, I remember cross country, and thinking oh my god, it's a long way, you never knew, and I now know it was out the back door of the school, round the north inch, <laughs> and back, that was cross country for us, um, <laughs> but it seemed like, uh, it seemed like, oh, 10 miles, it wasn't obviously, but yeah. then it did. I wasn't, I played football as a kid. I wasn't. I was all right at football, but I was never fast. So, and as you say, you put a group of young guys in shorts and vests. It's a race. People are going to. People want to win. I was never going to win. I was always at the tail end. Stephen, how did you feel about running at school?
3: Yeah, I was getting flashbacks there when Claire was was telling her story, and yeah, similar. It was. I wasn't a runner at school. I played football. Football, rather, and yeah, also wasn't fast nor athletic, and I'd shy away from cross country or dread it. And you're right, though it was. It was always in. January-February time, if I recall rightly, and it was just a miserable experience, and they were kind of sent on this route, and it was almost like there was always a few fast kids, and they were like, they were the winners, and they were doing it in like you know, 12 minutes, 32 seconds, and I'd be like 27 minutes, 32 seconds or whatever, <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what the distance was. it'd be like two miles or something. I don't mm. know. But yeah, mm. definitely. I like the thought of sped-up hiking, that's more yeah. marketable, isn't it? Trail running, yeah, yeah. up hiking,
1: yeah. It like I it just seemed like everything at school was a competition, wasn't it? And that's fine for about ten kids at the front that are like, "Yeah, let's yeah. go!" But for all the others, it makes you feel like a failure. And I wasn't even particularly that bad. I came tenth one year out of about a hundred people, so I wasn't even that. Or maybe it was fifteenth. I can't remember. And. I wasn't even that bad at it and I still felt rubbish so imagine if you're at the back like slightly overweight and not really sporty you feel even worse so yeah it was it was horrible but yeah I just since I started running at uni and then um I got my first job was on trail the hiking magazine so I was doing a lot of hiking at that point and then I I was I found out about fell running you know like where they fling themselves up these huge hills and then run down again falling over in the process and I just thought that was wonderful so I remember one February my auntie and uncle lived in the Lake District at that point and I went to visit them one weekend and I took a, like a bum bag that they had um, put some snacks in and a bottle of water and I ran up Lattrick which is a tiny tiny mountain just below Skidder in um in the Lake District and um I remember I couldn't even I couldn't run it was it's quite steep, so you know, probably even the pros are sort of, you know, hands on knees, power walking up. And um so I was just jogging up there and it was February. And I remember it was really frosty on the way down and I just skidded over on my bum just in front of these two walkers and I expected them to sort of say say are you all right but they just looked at me as if I was completely out of my mind and then just <laughs> walked off so <laughs> so I was like well trail running seems a bit hard <laughs> so so I sort of I feel like trail running bridges the gap between trail and fail running so um when the editor of trail running back then Matt Swain he said oh there's an opportunity to start a trail running magazine Claire would you edit it as part of your ongoing development as a writer and as a production person Um, so I just sort of I was the only person that was doing a bit of running um, back then on the magazines because I'd also oh yes yeah, so after the the failed fell running experience I signed up to some trail races and um, it was something called the Lakeland Trails which was a, is a it was kind of a new concept back then this was probably yeah just before it's like 2009 maybe 2008
3: 2009
1: and they were routes that were fully waymarked so it was like a road race but fully waymarked and we'd all set off and we'd run around the mountains not like up and then down again with no path there was always a path and it was always way marked there was lots of marshals and there was um this drumming band at the start to gee everyone up and there was bouncy castle and ice cream for the kids at the end and 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 that that sort of was me finding, yes, this is what running's about, that we were all running off in this gaggle of runners. We were walking up the hills. We were looking at the views. Some people were stopping to take pictures, and then we were like bombing it down the hills. And it was just really fun. And I thought, wow, if I'd have done this when I was 15, that would have been really fun, just walking up the hills and then running down the hills and just having a laugh. None of this competitive, oh, who's first, who's second, who's third, knees up, knees up business So, yeah, that's that's kind of how I got into running. And, yeah, all of a sudden I was editing a running magazine (laughs) with no previous experience at all. I very much learnt on the job. (laughs) But it was really good. I had so many fantastic opportunities there.
2: A gaggle of runners. There's a term.
3: Yeah. I like that. That's um, a term. A gaggle of runners. Is that official is that
1: no it's not official and there is there's other contentions for the title so um there's i don't know if you've heard of a girl called anna mcnuff she's a similar age to me and she's just written a book called barefoot britain um and it's all about her um run all the way from the shetland islands down to um gloucester where she lives and then back to london where she's from she did it all barefoot and she's written a book about it and i supported her around the coventry area which is where i'm from and um and she calls it a fandango of runners because she she likes like the party mood and the dance of it so she calls it a fandango of runners
2: i think you need ah, to we list this discussion.
3: Of... The other... yeah yeah we definitely because we had the same discussion i had a trail running group out the other week and i was running up to them with a couple of others and you know how when you're on that group trail run everybody kind of congregates and waits and get back together and i was and everybody's got the luminous jackets on and they're really quite eye-catching. I was like that to the guys I was running my, what do we call all oh, a group of runners? Like, what is, especially a group of trail runners?
0: Because
3: mm. it's a different name from a group of road runners. We know what we call them. That's probably not. What talking. do we call them? Are we not Nothing. repeat it? <laughs> Lots of things. All derogatory. <laughs> I jest. But yeah, a gaggle of trail runners. We welcome more suggestions.
1: Yeah, yeah, please do. Sorry take over.
3: Right, right in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, find my YouTube channel and write a comment on it. I really want to know what people call a group of runners. I'm
2: getting, I'm getting drawn to fandango. I quite like a fandango, but anyway. I
1: thought you'd like a fandango.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. with it, so you mentioned a few things there, Claire. I also think I'm a big thumbs up to you going and speaking in school. I think it's a great idea to encourage mm-hmm. people to remain in sport and keep their interesting sport what would you say is your favorite distance though
1: um personally about 50k i think so you can call yourself an ultra runner but you're only really just running over a marathon and in the hills that can be a full day out for example the manx mountain marathon that i'm actually doing again for the first time in 10 years um this april um that took me i think probably like eight or ten hours, I can't remember what it took, maybe eight hours, Um, so it's a full day out, Um, and it's just a really nice full day out in the mountains, you're hiking, you're running, you're taking photos, making a film, if you're me, and I really like that distance, so I'm also down to do the ultra tour of Snowdonia as well, the 50k version, about a month after as well, so I've got two 50ks lined up this year before
3: the biggie. Brilliant. Somebody else is doing that, that we spoke to John, can you remember
2: Mel Sykes she's doing the Ultra Trail of
3: Snowdonia.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, she's
3: it. doing. Yeah, yep she's doing that. So I have to that's see it. her there. But wait a minute, can I just wind clock back a wee bit? Of, you don't just discover 50k is your favourite distance. You <laughs> hopefully built up to that through, uh, through your your spider analogy actually earlier around about pushing your distances further and further. So, like, how how did you arrive at 50k being your favourite?
1: Yeah, What so what's the tarantula of the experience? So, um, I suppose yeah. that would be probably multi-day races, um, and the Bob Graham round. So I just decided there was a lot of hype around the Bob Graham round because the record, Billy's record hadn't been broken for, um 39 years I think it was in the end until Killian came over um so yeah this was pre that and um, I just uh did it over four days um and then I just decided I'll go for it so I hadn't run more than 15 miles in one go and then I went 15 21 38 42 and then I did the Bob Graham um so yeah I'd done all, I did all those distances but I was I was um, always in the mountains I was always wrecking I was doing like five to nine hour wreckies of the Bob Graham um I actually didn't complete it in the 24 hours that you do to get in the club it took me 26 and a half hours so um I'm not in the club but I definitely still did the Bob Graham round all in one go um and it was probably one of the hardest runs. That I've done in my life there, but there was a lot of hiking to be honest involved <laughs> there was not a lot of running <laughs> maybe down a lot of running and the last mile oh I gave it some welly on the last mile <laughs> of <course. Wait> about, <laughs> I just remember my sister she
3: knocked,
1: yeah down the street um my sister isn't really into mountain running well she she wasn't into running at all back then um this is 10 years ago now um when I was 30 and uh she was um, she was running along. Um, we were just going through Porton to go is the last little village before you go on to like go towards Keswick High Street. And there was a big puddle. And bear in mind, I've been running through the mountains for about 65 miles at this point through bogs and rocks and mud and puddles and everything. She was like, "Oh, mind out for the puddle," and she sort of guided me around this puddle, and I was like, "I've just been running for sixty five miles. I do not want to be guided around and no make nothing further. Don't make anything further. <laughs> so I just plowed through this puddle, splashing everyone um and and then plowed on and she said afterwards that she, it was so funny that she thought that I'd be worried about getting my feet wet on the last mile, but it's just it's just if you're not a mountain person, then you wouldn't really realize, would you but that's that's always been um yeah something we rib each other about now
2: <laughs> you should take a pause here and say congratulations on your bob graham round
1: oh thank you thanks well, i sometimes well. think oh maybe i should try and do it again now that i'm older and wiser and maybe i should try and like train up and do it again and like get under the 24 hours because there's not that many women in the bob graham club compared to men so i kind of feel like i should try and represent but i don't know uh i think i'd need to Go and live in the lake district for a bit to do it because it's 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 not just about doing it it's about getting the weather conditions to do it and all the Didn't people know. out on that day and i sort of it was really bad weather um when i did it um well, that's my excuse <laughs> 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 really terrible weather um yeah almost got hypothermia um yeah so i'd me for me i would need the perfect day to be able to get around it Well
2: oh, there's a film title there the perfect day
1: the perfect day oh you know, yeah and, and you
2: know it's, it's become to m- more in my awareness over the last seven eight years about people doing these rounds and it's all about what's that term we've spoke about it, Stephen it's about getting your lines right isn't it your oh, lines yeah. your ups and your downs and picking the right way yeah and, yeah, yeah we well I've got a, a runway
1: right now I mean Back, even when I, 10 years ago when I did the Bob Graham round, there was, there was trots and things, you know, that people had sort of gone on but since Uh you know like since all the hype over Killian um doing it and you know Jasmine Paris, Nikki Spinks, Beth Pascal um and then this new guy Jack Kenzel, um it must be a runway now like I remember talking to Billy and he was like it's not the round it was because when he was doing it like half of it was a bog um and and you know you didn't know which way to go because there wasn't a big trod there now he said it's just runways all the way around so um it's different in that sense too
2: I'll give it another ten years and it will be fine, right?
1: It'll yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll be
3: tarmacked by then, John. Yeah, it'll be tarmacked, Yeah, be mm-hmm. there'll
1: be there'll be stair lifts as well, and you know, like escalators up all the mountains.
2: Would you say that is your toughest challenge you've faced?
1: Um, yeah, the yeah running wise, the one it's the toughest one that I've actually completed. The toughest one that I haven't completed is the Cape Bath Ultra, which is. Um that was two hundred and fifty odd miles um from Fort William to the, the very northwest tip mm. of Scotland course Scottish people you know what I'm talking about um so that was good I did five days out of the eight days of that um because I just got really bad blisters on my feet and it felt like I was walking on knives with a bee stinging my little toe at every point so I was just really miserable and I was walking through Torridon and it was absolutely beautiful weather not a cloud in the sky blue backdrop like is it sylvan over there um these beautiful Mm -hmm. mountains they rise up don't they from this beautiful flat plain and then there's just these blob mountains and it was just stunning and there's me moaning about my feet and I was just like oh I don't want to be moaning about my feet I want to enjoy this so i i dropped out and dropped out for 3 days and then i did the last day which was uh, across sandwood bay which was absolutely beautiful and then um cape wrath tr cape uh lighthouse at the end um and I, so that was that was fantastic so for me that was one of the reasons that i wanted to do that trip was to see that lighthouse and to get there so doing the last day was really good for me um i wish i'd been fit enough to do the whole thing but it was just too hard it was like 40 miles on some days That's a good day out in itself, isn't it? Ah, it was really hard, hard work.
0: It's hard hard quitting as
1: well. It took me about a year to make the film because I was kind of embarrassed about like quitting and you know, if, if, if it had been life or death, I could have continued. It was just because I was in pain that I didn't want to continue. Um, So I felt a bit like a namby pamby, but. At the same time, life's too short, isn't it, to do things you're not enjoying. I kind of feel like, you know, if you're fleeing from a war, then you've got a right to complain about stuff. But if you're, you know, a middle class white person from a great background that's had a good education and you're moaning about your feet because of something you decided to do, I just don't think that's really on. So I decided to call it a day (laughs) and become a nice person again and not miserable. Yeah.
2: It's always preferable when we are nice, isn't it? Definitely yeah. for our own well-being as well as everybody else's as well. Yeah. I just noticed today, just we were mentioning the Cape Wrath Trail, um, that we had a guest on Rebecca Brennan, mm-hmm. who set an FKT on the Cape Wrath oh, Trail, yes. and she she's just received an award. Wow! Just just yesterday, um, to honour that uh, wow. as well, and I think as well she raised over fourteen grand. She was raising ah. money, I think it was breast cancer oh, uh, nice. research, she was doing that. So well done to Rebecca, I hope you're
1: amazing.
2: listening to hear this. So the Cape Brass Trail, has it left you with a niche that needs scratched or are you quite comfortable, you're not going back there?
1: Yeah, unfinished business. Um, well, uh, it would be nice to complete the whole trail, but within the framework of that race, I think that is too difficult for me. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. Like in an ideal world, I'd just do things like that all the time and not earn any money. It'd be brilliant, <laughs> or maybe raise <laughs> some money for charity along the way. Um, but there's so many other things that I want to do. Um, so I do feel like even though I didn't do all the race, I did go on the minibus, so I saw the mountainside, mm. and then we were camping, so I was in the mountainside. So I, so I do feel like I've done that part of the world. I would definitely go back to Torridon though and do some like nice day walks and stuff around there um it is just absolutely beautiful around there like Ullapool as well like I did an arm around that area once and it was just fantastic really really beautiful um but I kind of really want to do the GR20 and it'd be quite cool to do the UTMB Ultra Tour de Mont Blanc um not necessarily the race but just do it over like six days and enjoy it um I'm really up for these like going for a week long running things and doing like you know like anything up to kind of 20 miles a day might be doable I did um I went around the island of man in 2019 um on the Radnor fallen coast path which means way of the gull and it's this beautiful sneaky path um along the cliff tops all the way around the isle of man and it's dead easy to follow um it's about 100 miles in length so you can easily do it over six days or like e- even less if you're a really really fast runner or two weeks if you want to hike it um, and there's one stretch which is like 20 miles of pure beach, which is amazing. Towards this lighthouse, which never gets any nearer, <laughs> you see it forever.
0: Mm.
1: Um, yeah, and it's just, I really recommend that because the people on the Isle of Man are just great crack. Like they're great people. That's why I'm going over again to do the uh, the Manx Mountain Marathon 50k because I just love the place so much. I'm actually taking Steve and Finley back with me. My Steve, not you Steve. <laughs> I wish I had
2: my hopes yeah.
0: up there.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That so sounds awesome. That. Yeah. But the other, um, the other toughest challenge I've ever faced, just talking about toughest challenges, is it's not been a race or, a, or, or, yeah, it's not been a race or an ultra or anything. It's been actually being pregnant and like, you know, the, the, it's a bit painful to run. And I needed a wee all the time. Um, and then I couldn't run for the last month. So that was annoying. Um, and then after giving birth, I couldn't run for weeing myself for about four months. And it was really frustrating and it was really sleep deprived. And then once I could start running again, I did like really short distances. But I wasn't even the whole of 2021. Um, I wasn't really running much at all, and it's only been this year that I've been able to not be too tired and exhausted to carry on running. And you see on Instagram, like all these elite athletes that have bounced back within six weeks and like running, like Katie Carr, saying she's off winning races, and um, and oh yeah, Jasmine Paris, she's like doing the spine race and beating all the men, and and you're just like, oh my god, I can't even run like five miles, I can't even run around the block. So that I think has been the toughest challenge in in my view of of running because like doing the Bob Graham or doing the Kate Brath ultra is just about the running, it's not about anything else. It's just you and the running and the you know eat a bit, plod on, eat plod, don't go the wrong way. But having a baby. <laughs> like rips your body apart then you've got to put it back together again and you're just exhausted from sleep deprivation you've got this whole nother life to juggle around yours and your work so I think that's been the toughest challenge so far um but now that he's two and he's in nursery I've kind of got it back together again so I'm actually planning to run the Montane Lakeland 100 in um July so yeah bounce back in two two and a half years it's took me to bounce back <laughs> I reckon that's okay
2: The toughest challenge, but the greatest reward. Yeah, yeah, he's lovely. Yeah, even when you you, woke
1: up at half five this morning.
2: (laughs) And I would, I can imagine as you were describing, um, being pregnant and then giving birth and coming back all of our female listeners going right on sister, because they all know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about. Guys, maybe not so much, but it (laughs) is.
1: You were
2: presumably there in the room though. Yes, I was there smiling. Yes, uh, yeah. I put yeah. My, um.
1: I was testing a new watch at the time, a Coros watch. So I actually straved my um labour. <laughs> so it was about thirty-five hours, and it, the watch lasted. It was very good. I was impressed.
2: Brilliant, and that's one segment that nobody will ever claim.
3: So no,
1: exactly. Well done. No well pacing done. up and down and in peak the hospital. <laughs>
3: Thorough thorough gear testing there by Wild Ginger Running.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we don't have to. Uh,
3: Heart rate. What was your heart rate at that moment? Yeah. What the peak? It's a contraction. Not when I was
1: actually pushing him out.
2: (laughs) Oh
3: man. I've not faced this challenge quite as tough as that one, John, so.
2: No, neither. I'm not, yeah. even, not even going to pretend I've been anywhere close to that. <laughs> I think
1: that's why men do these you know how it's mostly men that do the really long ultras like overall it's mostly men it's like 80% men isn't it some races now some races are getting closer to 50 50 and some have even achieved that which is great but I think that's one of the reasons why men sign up to do all these like really tough things and they try and prove how tough they are because they don't have childbirth to just have to do and have to suck up so they're like need to prove themselves in other areas i think that's just my a small theory Yeah,
2: but listen they can try as many races as they like they're never going to be as tough yeah. as that so no. just i would as rather as
1: <laughs> do any of those races again i'd rather do all of that over again than ever be pregnant or give birth or have post-birth again <laughs> <Not> <laughs> it's it's
3: me. <laughs> i think that the the female of the species ability to endure um purgatory on ultra marathons is yeah because of partly because yeah of that.
1: maybe <laughs> although i was i was a bit disappointed in myself on cape Wrath ultra because i was in pain now and i was like oh well i could take this and then but i could just stop um but that was more to do with not wanting to moan loads and wanting to be happy <laughs> i used to put myself yeah, through a lot that
3: was, <laughs> yeah maybe there was, was a that... mini boss winking at you <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah exactly and you know
2: what maybe <laughs> know. if that Maybe if that pain had been somewhere else Apart from your feet It may have been I mean, a different story But every yeah. single step And you mentioned like Be nice in your feet And you know We've discussed this before I think we discussed it First of all With Debbie Martin Kinsani We're speaking about Who's Is it male or female Who are able to handle pain better I certainly believe It's females are, are able to do that And I think that's coming to the fore With regards to ultramarathons as well We're seeing that It's not just a case of there's a men's field and there's a women's field. There's, it's becoming, there's a field. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, so, and it's great. I love that. Absolutely love that.
1: Yeah.
2: Anyway, before we go doing that pain. big gender battle, <laughs> I'm not going to do the big gender battle. Yeah,
1: that. no, no, I think men are, uh, must, They, I'm sure men are equal at taking pain than women because I I don't think that I'm great at taking pain. After having the experience of childbirth, I'm definitely not good at taking pain. Um, So, yeah, but, yeah. Men will never have the opportunity,
3: which is a shame. <laughs> <laughs> we keep, we all, both keep on going back to the next ultra marathon, knowing the pain that yeah we're going but to we have don't to endure. To the
1: next kid, do we? <laughs> 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 I'll do another ultra. I'm not gonna have another kid.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Okay. Oh. I, well, John, I was Let going to go, say, please. I want Let to get, I want to get delved into wild ginger running because I know that clear reviews trainers
1: yes i so do I've
3: got a whole pile of trainers behind go- we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll do a separate podcast all on that claire because i'm sure <laughs> i could speak to you for hours about that subject but yeah claire has got a pile of trainers sitting behind her it's not a fake backdrop like mine. 25 there <laughs> it's, a,
1: it's
3: a real backdrop 25 so um yeah while ginger running um this is your chance to tell us a wee bit about that story and spread the word about all the wonderful things that you do and have published.
1: Oh, yes. Yes, I have actually got the book here. So, um, yes, so Wild Ginger Running um, is my YouTube channel and it's basically trail running magazine but in YouTube form. So, I interview elite athletes and coaches um, on, like, live chats and then I make it into a podcast afterwards and then I also do tips and advice, like training advice, nutrition um, and gear tests as well. So, If you need to know anything about trail running or ultra running, um, the best way to find out if I've covered it or if I've got any information on it is to Google that query. And then after the query, just write wild ginger running. And it should come up with all the films or blog posts that I've ever done on that topic. So, like, say if you wanted to find out about ultra running shoes or wide fit shoes, for example, just type in wide fit shoes, wild ginger running, and it will come up with my latest review of the top four wide fit running shoes so um so yeah it's a really enjoyable thing to do um it's Uh, funded by patrons so um every month we have a competition um to win 400 pounds worth of trail and ultra running gear um so i draw the names out of the hat in a live broadcast and if you're only patrons are entered into that so there's about 100 patrons at the moment um so usually if you're a patron for like a, a few years you'll win something at least and and prizes range from like um really super duper head torches to um books to um um, oh lots of other things like backpacks uh, the odd trail running shoe finds its way in there quite a lot of ultra running nutrition um and they get discounts as well like special discounts on um i've got stuff on chia charge at the moment um uh and um some chocolate as well 18 noir ultra chocolate um and there's a special innovate discount as well which i'm not allowed to share with anyone else but patrons so yeah there's perks um I also do the odd patron just um like the odd patron film, uh like behind the scenes and um patrons also have um a sort of a say. Uh the higher patrons get that the higher-paying patrons get a say in what I cover on the YouTube channel, and also they can just ask me any questions. I'm a qualified personal trainer as well, so um, they can ask me any questions at any point. So um, if anybody likes the channel and appreciates the gear reviews or it's helped them choose anything, then then they should consider becoming a patron just to keep the channel going because um, if all the patrons disappeared, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> so thank you to all my patrons. If any of them are listening to this, i really appreciate it.
3: Brilliant a magazine version of a, the trail no a, a youtube version of the trail running magazine
2: yeah
1: yeah a, so i left the magazine yeah. um because i just saw like the trail running magazine has actually died now it died in november they closed it um uh, paper costs went up um after covid it was just it's all very sad um quite a few magazines are closing at the moment as well at like bar media which um owned it all um but yeah i could see that coming so i thought right i'm gonna leap off now and i am going to start my own youtube channel and i've also written a book which is called the ultimate trail running handbook Um, And it's about uh, everything you need to know to get from 5K off-road to 50K off-road, which is just over the marathon distance and my favorite distance. So there's training plans, recipes, nutrition advice, trail hacks as you go through the book, like little top tips. There's advice from top coaches, elite athletes and stories from normal runners throughout the book as well to inspire you. There's great races to do. There's navigation. There's how to get fit, confident technique um skills advice um everything you need to know really is in the book and if it's not then do let me know because I'm currently writing the next one which is called the ultimate ultra running handbook and then I can do an update and put it in the ultra running handbook because it's going to be a bit like this book but on steroids um and there's going to be more about eco-friendly stuff as well because since this book's come out there's been loads more stuff set up like the green runners and things like that and I'm really Mm -hmm. into just trying to you know help the environment as much as possible so i'm going to do a bit more on the environment in the next book
2: when when we, knew you were, we were going to be speaking with you claire i, I googled that book and yeah I, and i ended up i'm not sure what website it was on but there was a little description of the book and the last sentence is if you're a trail runner i would like to become one this book is your new best friend oh, and all the <laughs> all the, all the stuff that you've just described in there about um, navigation, about gear, about nutrition, these are all the things that people have got loads of questions about, you know, so we'll certainly um, put people, we'll certainly in include it in our show notes, the link to uk. and what I like, I've been on the website as well, is part of our world famous research that we do at Young Hats Run Free um, <laughs> and it's really really well laid out, the website you know, oh, you. the categories at the top, it's easy to navigate as you say. you can Google it from just from the very start of your web browsing, but I think there's so much in there, some of the what I would do, recommend is go to the interview section, I end up there quite a lot and there's some great tips and Words from some legends of the sport, both female and male. So sp- spend a wee bit of time in there. It's one of the rabbit holes you might end up on on a <laughs> Thursday or a Friday evening. That's where I probably end up. So it's a great resource. So thank you very much for putting that together.
1: Ah, oh, thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to help people because because of coming from a background of hating running myself, I just wanted to help people get into trail running because so often they they don't even know what trail running is and how they should go about doing it and and it seems obvious if you're a hiker it is very obvious how to plan a route and everything and how to just not hike it but run it but you know if you've never done it before you need hand holding I've had lots of people say to me oh it's not rocket science but of course it's not rocket science to you you already know it but if people don't know anything it's like me like if i wanted to play the tuba where would i start i'd go on youtube and i'd follow a video
3: brilliant
2: yeah it's only simple if you know the answer yeah
1: exactly
2: Yeah. yeah. so do you are you you confident to say you've got over your phobia of running now
1: yes i think (laughs) i have I have. (laughs) I actually really like running now. (laughs) I do get a little bit nervous if I'm going to try for a fast park run time or something like that. But it's nothing like it was. Oh, my goodness. I would be like, oh, you know, like that horrible, horrible butterflies feeling. Not the nice butterflies feeling, but like a horrible, thick butterflies nervous feeling. Oh, it was horrible.
2: We're not putting this out as video. Um, We'll put this out as audio. But Stephen squirmed there when you spoke about park run. (laughs)
3: Um. <laughs> a park run it's hard. harder
1: than an ultra isn't it park run well, if you're going to go for it really yeah, hardcore
3: I, in fact i vow to do a park run sometime i don't say when i'm not sure what year but <laughs> i'm sure it was this year but it's only january man got my whole time. running journey is building up to this park run appearance <laughs> <laughs> yeah um at some point i shall face the the discomfort zone
1: yeah well if you run to parkrun from somewhere and then run parkrun you have an excuse not to run fast
3: okay that parkrun sandwich
1: run. yeah parkrun yeah, sandwich
3: parkrun sandwich now we're talking food to john John's. yeah john's eyes and ears of just per- <laughs> perked
2: up. well you know what and let, let's cover let's open up an umbrella question here right you've just spoken about the amount of um, things that Claire has behind her and Claire was talking about some of the discount stuff that you have as well so you can give two or three answers to this one Claire but do you have, this is a tough question for somebody in your position do you have a favourite piece of running kit? Also what is Claire Maxted's favourite nutrition option when post oh, running?
1: Oh that's a tricky one or well, both of those are tricky aren't they favorite piece of kit that I've ever had do you know what I'm gonna like be controversial and say it's my Patagonia pants so I've got these pants from Patagonia I got them probably on Trail Magazine at least 10 years ago I'm sure I used them on the Bob Graham um no I used them in Kyrgyzstan as well that must be much yeah 2006 probably I got them and they've just lasted forever i bought some pants and white stuff the other day they're already the elastics pinging apart
2: can i uh, clarify pants some people
1: oh not trousers trousers pants you're
2: talking underpants
1: underpants yes thank you yeah so they are um just are two pairs of black ones and one pair of light blue ones with a pattern on and just they're just brilliant they're they wick They dry quickly, like you can take them camping with you and wash them and they'll dry like in your sleeping bag overnight if you rinse all the water out. Um, Yeah. And they're just brilliant for running. I always wear them running, especially for an ultra because like normal pants have a seam in them, don't they? And they could chafe. Mm. Um, And if they're just cotton, then they don't dry quickly and you'll get chafing down there. So the pants is a really good one um
3: patagonia. i also really like 16 year old patagonia pants
1: yeah yeah i should write to them because patagonia is a really sustainable co- company are, yeah. Um so they do make things to last and i really appreciate yeah. things that are made to last um yeah so i really like that i really like uh the camelback ultra ultra uh ultra pro seven meter running pack i really like that uh, it's just the perfect size for day running um and i really like um that my Howie's three-quarter length leggings they've lasted for ages as well I've sewn them up down like at the crotch several times now but they have lasted for ages I do like to kind of repair things in one sense I'm not a very good gear tester because even though I really I'm, I'm very sort of opinionated about gear and how it should be uh once I've got a piece of gear that works really well I don't want to change it and I don't want to test anything else <laughs> so it's like a real wrench for me to but wear something different if if left to my own devices i would just wear the same thing forever and ever until it got holes in then i'd sew the holes up and then i'd wear it again until it literally was nothing there anymore so yeah i re- really appreciate clothes that last a long time yeah so yeah those three things
3: i've got patagonia boxes pants. that i, I yeah. got i think maybe about a year ago and, uh-huh. and they've already they've already oh. probably taken top spot in my favorite oh. pants sort of um, top 10. And John is also a purveyor of fine pants as well. (laughs) His chosen brand is Columbia. Let's just mention all these brands so that we can tag them in. So that John can get free undercarriage obliterative (laughs) toppers. So, yeah. three for the price of one there, John.
2: Brilliant. You know what? The subject of pants... Is really important for every single runner out there because of yeah. the things that Claire's just mentioned. You mentioned the word chafing. That's an issue for every single runner out there. It's so,
1: right ending situation.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's a bit hot topic, hot topic. Yeah. Literally. Okay, second you know. part of that that's question. Word. <laughs> second
3: part of that question. Claire's been thinking as we've been chatting, I can see her um, brain ticking over saying food, food, <laughs> what's my favourite go to food? This is an important question for the Young Hearts Run Free Boys. Oh, yes. like our grand. sorry, our food.
1: Oh, yes, scran. I know the word scran because I worked with a photographer who was Scottish the other year. Um Yeah, <laughs> Uh well, I eat anything, really. At the moment, like the other day, I forgot to take food, went to a newsagent, got a boost bar. Um But Morton, it's very expensive, but very, very good. I don't like gels at all. Morton gels, I can have. They are good. They taste slightly honey and of nothing else. They're not really, really sweet and horrible like a lot of gels are um well like all other gels that i've tried they're sort of jelly consistency as well so they come out and it's like eating some sort of mushed up jelly rather than um it all squirting out like a bit of a like a jam kind of thing it's not jam it's more of a jelly yeah is that
2: is that the is that what makes it preferable for you that consistency
1: um, not just well yeah, because that means you can eat a bit and then fold it over and put it back in your pack without it all squirting everywhere. Um, yeah. Um it yeah, it's not so much the consistency but just the taste really actually. Um yeah, the taste is just very neutral, I would describe mm. it as. Um Elliot Kipchoge actually uses it and Killian Jornet as well. He uses mm. it. So if if they like it it must be good. So yeah, I really like mm-hmm. them. I really like Chia They Chub probably don't as need as well. to
3: mortgage, to remortgage their yes, house
1: though. I know that's the shame. I did have Morton a goodie bag every month on my Patreon competition. I had, I had it, but we finished it now because it was just for this last year. Um, but they're going to be doing a few prizes in the uh, in the coming months with new products that they've got coming out. They have got a solid product out as well now, which I haven't tried. That I keep emailing them saying, uh, "Can I need to try this and review it?" <laughs> <laughs> so thing so, yet, <laughs> but
2: Ketchupy Johnny and. Max, it that's that's not a bad trio of testimonials for Morton is it? it you know that's great that's, that's quite good I've never tried Morton I think it's because of the cost if I'm yeah. honest you know and yeah. um, I've never
1: bought it it's just the free samples that they've given me so I'm down yeah. to like my last three free samples um so I'm hanging on to them I'm like well, I'll just use this boost yeah. bar for the minute
2: boost bars are a fine substitute absolutely yeah it's right. yeah. just
1: sugar isn't it you just need sugar. So yeah. There's any old thing. I've been known to clutch a quiche during a 42-mile race. I've just been eating a quiche, running through how Howtown with a quiche in my hands, moaning slightly. <laughs> I've made a brilliant, of breech hammered in a pitter on a mountain marathon.
3: I'm going to ask, because John will ask, what kind of, you want to know what kind of quiche it was? Was it cheese and onion? Was it
1: oh. quiche lorraine? It would have been so, a
3: vegetable,
1: roasted vegetable quiche, yeah, because I wouldn't have taken a meat one because I would have been worried about whether it would go off or not. Okay. So I would have just taken mm. a veggie one. Yeah.
2: Brilliant. It's it's good, right? Yeah, a cool, winter race, like yeah.
1: April, early April that race, so it was quite cold anyway. It's called the mm. um, Lakes Mountains 42. It's a very good low-key race where you have to navigate. Now, you know
3: what race we'll,
2: tips you? Definitely. Uh, we've mentioned as well, or you've mentioned sorry Claire, a lot of um events and that's coming up but let's just clarify that again what's happening for Claire in 2023 how does the timeline work
1: oh it's a Mount, manx mountain marathon uh on the 8th of april and then i think it's the 14th of may i've got the uts ultra Snowdonia 50k And then I've got our race, which is the Neen Valley. uh, I don't run this race; I organise the race. The Neen Valley Trails, ten and twenty miles. That's in June the third. If anybody wants to do a race locally to me near Stamford, it's in Fotheringhay, which is a bit just south of Peterborough. Um, That's ten and twenty miles. And then in July, I'm hopefully, fingers crossed, doing the Montaigne Lakeland one hundred. Montaigne hopefully are giving me a place, and I've got to film it for them. So that will be exciting because not only do I have to train for running but I have to train for running and filming as well so like your arm it, you need a good arm
2: <laughs> yeah and assuming you do that talking about, you're talking about filming are you going to is that about filming your experience or are you filming speaking to other people too or what's the yeah, criteria about
1: everything. I mean not everyone wants some enthusiastic ginger person chatting to them during the race so if they seem like they're they're up for it then I'll I'll video some people as well I'll interview people around um along the way but it's it's mainly going to be um yeah an experience of like how I'm doing it I'm doing I'm going to the mountains my mum and dad are having Finley for a few days at the start of every month so I'm going I'm able to go to the mountains every month and I'm making films of the training as well as we go along so um yeah so it's it's if you follow, if you start following my channel now, there's going to be a lot of information about ultra training at the moment because I'm finding out personally. Like I've never run 100 miles before. I've the most I've done is Graham, so about 65 miles. I've done lots of multi-day races as well, and like lots of 40s, loads of marathony type 30 mile stuff, 50k. Um, so I need to get this 100. At least I need to try to do it so that when I write my next book about ultra running, then um, I'll at least have tried. If if I don't succeed then it's fine there's enough people that I can um, get on board to help me to do that 100 miler section but I would really like the experience of it myself
3: you'll definitely get that experience at at Lakeland Um, and it'll Mm -hmm. definitely be over 100 miles as we know that's the secret yeah yeah, it's
1: 105 isn't it Blowing hell
3: weight doesn't PR so much If, if you were, what?
2: If, if you were going to be taking on the 100 mile, I'm not, this isn't new, this isn't a challenge. If you're going to be taking on the 100 mile Lakeland, what time would you go for chips in Coniston in the afternoon?
1: Uh, I think I'll need the whole 40 hours of the race.
3: Um, but no, so I'll be heading off for
1: chips at lunchtime.
3: <laughs> yeah, so you need to correlate your arrival time in Coniston with the opening hours of the chip shop. Exactly. Yeah, and that should start. be, that yeah. should probably be the main Go. Line one of the objectives is arrive in Coniston at opening hours of Chip Shop. Yes. Preferred number one rank Chip Shop and TripAdvisor.
1: Yeah.
3: Tick. And then just build all your other race weekend plans around that and you'll you'll have nailed it.
1: Yeah. We've got
2: got two years of experience of this now. Yeah. We've been been down the the 50. The first year we never got near the Chip Shop. We couldn't get close to it. So oh. this year we were successful. We watched the start of the Lakeland 100 taking Brilliant. off, um, coming, it, up it, coming up the hill. On the Friday. And then, yeah, yeah. And then we had our chips. We had a rare weekend.
3: Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. We almost had a water boy, though, standing in the queue for us, didn't we, John? <laughs> yeah, so we did. Whilst we got to watch the race start, he kept the place in the queue of the chip shop and that Cunning. He, was, yeah. very he was, was very kind. He was very kind. Big shout out up. to JR. Definitely did oh that's exciting because yeah. Um, yeah and it'll not be one of those events where you yeah you look at and it's oh i was trying to get 100 and i've got 99.8 miles on my watch he's made sure it's 105 so you'll definitely get that 100. <laughs> yeah better. it's
1: like the it's like britain's answer to the utmb isn't it sort of like yeah. that but without it's the better. attitude and a little yeah. bit less hills but better without fact. the attitude yeah without the french people with
3: the attitude <laughs> No, that's a great twenty twenty three in store. Yeah. yeah. And then the book oh, yeah. will be
1: handed in um at the end of September. So okay. you know, that will be then October I'll be I'll be laughing. I'll be looking for something else by then.
2: October going be... back and speak to us about that whole yeah. experience. Oh, you've oh had
1: that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, that
2: would be it'd be it would be good to see the other side of the summer. That would yeah. be that would be that be, be fantastic.
3: awesome. It was also awesome. Yeah. A Christmas wish list is this new book as well. That will Oh yes. Be yeah.
1: Oh. Proposed. I don't know when it will be it usually so. takes I'm handing it in but it'll take like half a year to edit it. Okay. So it'll probably be right. out for Christmas twenty twenty four, probably Christmas twenty twenty four. They take ages. Right. Like I'm used to working in magazines, so I'm like, Oh, I'll just write it and then it goes out next month. No, it takes like a year to edit it. Okay. And check it and get photos and all that kind of stuff.
2: I've got to say, I was a subscriber to Trail Running Magazine. Oh, I really, really, I really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed. You've got a t-shirt. It. I do oh. have a another dirty weekend trail running or something. Oh so, really? Yeah. yeah, I've got wow. that. Um, that's, that's one crazy. of my favourites. That's a Montane t-shirt. it's really yeah, it's pretty good. It's
3: yeah, a that's, really good one. That a
1: limited edition. That t-shirt. Yeah. Get keep hold of that. It might be worth a lot on eBay in about twenty years' time.
2: There you go. I'll sell that with my big pants
1: yeah
2: yeah yeah still going strong but um i thought i really enjoyed and two things i really enjoyed about that magazine was the kit reviews but also the route descriptions and used to give you from all over the uk there was different places to go and try trail running and stuff so i'm assuming i'm assuming your book is going to have that sort of mini version of that type
1: stuff. you know what it doesn't have any roots in it and Mm -hmm. there was a reason for that Because I suggested that, and I think it's to do with like copyright from OS. It's really expensive to print maps in books. Ah, Okay. Yeah. 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 And, and also there's loads of running guidebooks. So this is a running how-to book, but then if you, it depends where you live. So I could, you could only really fit like 20 in here, but there are whole books dedicated to like, you know, like, um, I've got a book over there called, um, oh, there's what? Epic Runs of the World then Joss Naylor's Lakesmere's and Waters and there's loads of other running books which actually detail the runs in a really good description so I think we felt like we couldn't do it justice but there will there's not going to be gear reviews in there but it's like how to choose a running backpack how to choose a pair of running shoes etc
3: I've got one question on the book your favorite trail hack
1: oh um, oh you've caught me on the spot there but okay. I think my favorite trail hack is if you if you don't feel like going running and you've got a run planned um get changed into your running stuff and tell yourself you're going on a walk and then get out the door go on your walk and then five minutes into your walk you'll probably feel like running and if you still don't feel like running then you've, at least you've been on a walk. Well, that's what i say to a lot of people who um suffer with lack of motivation or or that kind of thing or time to fit it in that kind of thing or i can't fit in my run we'll just go on a walk walk everywhere
2: okay talking about time to fit it in our, our, our time here today is limited right <laughs> so so let's if, if you don't mind steven do you want to open up that door to the, yeah. the, the, the double d
3: i always like when we have a guest on from a different part of the UK rather than Scotland, because we get a different dialect dictionary word that we often are scratching our heads at when we first hear it. Building us up here, Claire. Um, So yeah, the door is open for a submission into the dialect dictionary, the Young Hearts Run Free Dialect Dictionary.
1: Yeah, well, I'm from Coventry, so I don't know if there's many words that people haven't heard before from Coventry, but... I don't even know if this one is from Coventry, actually. Um, it's batch, so a lot of people call it a bread roll or a like barn cake if you're from Manchester or something, or um a bap. Um, but I call it a batch. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's from my mum in Portsmouth down south. It's a small bread roll that you'd put sandwich stuff in. I call it a batch.
2: A batch. I've never heard of a batch.
1: B a t c h.
3: A batch. Yeah. Yeah. so you'd have like a a bacon batch
1: yeah yeah well it'd be a bacon butty I suppose wouldn't it oh. but you'd have like a cheese batch or if you if you said if your mum said oh can you put like six batches into the pram that's I mean into the pram into the trolley uh-huh. <laughs> and you'd get like six bread rolls or you know those ones that are all stuck together I'd to yeah. call them a batch and I got to uni and I, no one knew what I was, was talking about brilliant that's
2: exactly what dialect dictionary is all about
1: yeah, Thank you very for much that. for that.
3: Yeah. Often, often the word is referred to in the same sentence as my mum.
1: Yeah, oh really, yeah, yeah. mother tongue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, John's yeah. got a
3: few good ones that Yeah. has mum yeah. as well. So, batch. I, I like it's scram in.
1: as well. I'd forgotten about scram.
3: Oh yeah, oh, yeah. that's what goes inside your batch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Often a pie. Yeah. Like, what Whoa. is that, a kebab?
1: Mm. you're making me hungry now i've got we had fish and chips last night and i've kept the chips they're in the fridge so i'm just gonna, after this i'm gonna go and the microwave them what I <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
2: <Right>. okay so before you head off for your chips i meant interested. No, will you have sauce on your chips
1: um i might have some vinegar and salt i did have some mushy peas with them last night but i ate all them
2: oh oh yeah Right, okay, I'm now, I'm now <laughs> John's, still, John's still
3: trying to get over the fact that somebody left chips. This is an oh, alien oh, concept. Yeah. <laughs> this is an alien concept. <laughs> okay, taking
2: a, a wee twist towards music now, Claire. Oh yeah. You're, you're, from your description today, you've spent a lot of time out in the trails. You may listen to a number of different things. Obviously you're listening to the Young Hats from Free Podcast and we would be very oh, yeah. grateful for that. But oh, yeah. we have our uh, young hearts run free la buff buff collection currently volume four we're adding to which song would you like to add into that playlist for our listeners
1: oh are you gonna put it on spotify or something the whole playlist yes it, it, does. Does. it all that. exists on spotify. oh i need to play it and um, so i'm gonna go for lizzo um about damn time Bateen. yeah
2: brilliant i love it's lizzo just,
1: you know it's kind of understated got a good beat and it's very, you know, big, big you up, doesn't it?
2: Def- definitely, definitely. Yeah. I love Lizzo. My daughter and her partner, Samara, they've just got tickets to go and see Lizzo in Glasgow.
1: Oh, and I'm
2: really jealous about that. I'd love to, yeah. go and see, love to go and see them. Yeah, she'd um, be
1: amazing. Um, I can't wait for Taylor Swift's tour as well. She, her, I love her latest album, but it's not really one to run to. She's gone a bit kind of folky in the last few albums, so yeah. a bit more relaxed. Um, use it for
2: your cooldown.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. So thank you very much. Lizzo goes in to it's the in. Buff Buff Collection. It's in, done it. I've Steven's added done it
3: already. It. Brilliant.
2: <laughs> so we shall again, we shall post that link so you've got access to that. Um yeah. aware of time is clear, it's a wee bit rushed at the end, sorry about oh, that. we, we did not want didn't want to do that. This has been a fantastic hour. Really quite quick. Lot of information in oh, wow. there. loads of things to listen back to some great tips and tricks and again your book we will promote that and hopefully people will go and have a look at that and also your website but i've really enjoyed speaking to you
3: claire it's been a fantastic time so thank you
1: you guys are really fun and uh, i've really enjoyed it too thank you
3: no, thanks so much, Claire. It's been an absolute um, pleasure to speak to you this afternoon. And I'm away to get down another YouTube wormhole with all your content on there. Which is, well, um,
1: I'm just away to get chips. <laughs> That's all oh, I'm going to be doing.
3: <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay.
2: Now, they've changed how you <laughs> record. Stop recording.